Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ah, there it is. And it switched me back. Why did why does it keep keep doing that? Uh whatever. Anyways, we're we're here. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Cup of Genre. It's the morning show where we talk about everything going going on in geek world, entertainment world, movies, television, gaming, the, the whole nine nine yards. And I mean, let, let's face it, uh Marvel and Star Wars are just staying in the spotlight recently all all up in it i am one of the normal hosts for this show kyle malone and i'm not joined by my other normal host manny instead i'm joined by shaggy what's up dude not too much thanks for having me on I feel uh, like, yeah no problem yeah i feel like I, you know i'm, I'm slowly part of becoming, becoming part of the crew now and stuff yeah i kind of you know, I came in uh, a few few years ago writing, which, hey, if anyone out there's uh, listening, if you've ever had the urge to write down your, your conversations instead of uh, just, you know, speaking, send something our, our way and we'll take take a look at it. We're always interested in, in new new uh, points of view and stuff here at LRMonline.com. Man, Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> and... Disney plus, like I, I kind of, you know, I, I always j- jump around on the, on the topics, especially live when I, when I create the, the tweets and all, all of that, I, I lay, lay them out in an, in an order, but I don't necessarily go, go that way. And one thing's been, been on my mind about the Disney plus, uh, thing the last couple weeks and, um, the black, black widow numbers and the viability of future day and date release. Okay. Uh, for context, for for all of those, uh, Disney came out the gate last week. The first weekend, uh, Black Widow was open and was touting some what you you could call appear to be good numbers, but in full context, we won't know until we see how things like uh, uh, um, the Suicide Squad performs. How does Song Chi perform? We gotta we gotta yeah. wait on some some more context than. Fast Nine and and Black Widow, people trying to spin them as good, not not wholly you know honest, and people trying to spin them as just bad. Again, not not wholly honest. But one thing is for certain: Disney didn't release any D- Disney Plus numbers for the second weekend. And right. when you did some math, taking the amount of money they claimed was made from Disney Plus versus the amount of s- subscribers. It was like what two million and change households out of a hundred and three million total subscribers, right? So, yeah, it was. We did the average because um, mm-hmm. we asked Cam, who was in Scotland, how much the the, the price was for the premiere access of uh, Black Widow, and then kind of looking around, it so it averaged out to about like twenty five dollars US that mm-hmm. uh, the average paying household was for Black Widow. So. When you take into account how much money they claimed was in that opening weekend, you know, and how much the average is charged, we're looking roughly, you know, just a couple million subscribers there. Um, you know, out of 110 million was, you know, just their most recent announcement of how many subscribers. So I don't know, like, is that a good number? You know, it, you know, is that do they consider that a success? You know, when we talk about conversion rate, you know, going from somebody clicking on a social media link to, you know, a story, we're happy when it's at 2%, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. So are, are they happy with that number or, and you got to assume that, you know, households probably had an average of four people in that household. So are you getting your bang for your buck on that? Um, And I think, there's a little hidden 
uh, messaging that the reason why they didn't send out a second weekend update from Black Widow is that we saw a massive drop off in the movie theater um, mm -hmm. box office. So you got to assume there's got to be a drop off as well as premiere access. Right. Um, and the quality of the pirated version of Black Widow out it there. Massively crystal clear. well. Yeah. And yeah. it's been and that way for, for, for all of uh, HBO Max's mm -hmm. uh, day and day and date releases. It's, it's going to be that way for, for all of them. There's just, right. it's, it's impossible. I, I don't condone, piracy uh i don't partake in it uh i i try my my best to uh at least see what's out there to you know report on and and you're right, right. i've looked at the screen screenshots that you can find attached to the different uh torrents just out of curiosity like are people able to get these these rips um because when you go in and say say like we're trying to get a screen screenshot from a disney plus show for for an article that's completely legal to do Correct. however all of the digital protections on disney plus make it difficult to get even yeah. a legal screenshot you know let, let alone um someone ripping the the whole thing but they're they're do, doing it so that being said man you know uh they said that they disney being, being they said they wouldn't rule out song chi being on premiere access but it's not on the schedule for it right now correct i'm thinking jungle cruise is the last live action day and date we we get what do you think from disney yes i, I think that it's you remember they're in the money business right mm -hmm. um that's the whole name of the game the and another thing too wasn't it um it was a couple months ago right during it was right in the middle of the pandemic when hbo announced that they were going to release all their uh movies you know day and date and stuff that the agreement was that they would uh movie theaters would reduce the window to mm -hmm to um on access you know and everything they shorten it right to like what 30 days or something like that, it, it, different studios made different deals yeah right so i think what you're going to see is you're going to try to see movie theaters and studios try to get the most bang for their buck get you know their movies into the movie theater and you know try to capture some of that audience in that first 30 days and there's just going to be groups of people that just are going to wait you know if, if it's going to come to disney plus in 30 days or hbo max or mm -hmm. amazon prime they're going to wait you're not going to convince somebody to go to the movie theaters if they gotta just wait one month one um, month yeah you know it's unless it's something like avengers endgame where it's a an event right then you have the masses come out to the movie theaters um but for right now i think that ultimately you're looking at you know uh, this is the Jungle Cruise being the last one. Studios revamping. I think HBO is, or Warner Brothers. I mean, sorry, is is kind of regretting sending mm -hmm. out every saying every single movie for 2021 is going to be out on HBO Max. You know, same time uh, as theaters because they. You know, what was it? Con uh, Con vs Godzilla was the most profitable Warner Brothers film so far, mm -hmm. and, and they've had a lot. They, yeah. Every month they they released a film, and so um that's for them that's not a good sign you know but no not at all and but i i wonder because they they it's not like they made a, a deal with a another another company right. um i don't know you know with, with certain productions with certain pr production oh. studios um and and companies and uh i know distribution could be contractually questionable but I know a lot of these are, are like in-house productions through through and through. Right. So what are they afraid of saying, hey, we're not going to release X, Y, and Z, you know, in September, October, November on on day, day and date? We're, we're just uh, – you guys are going to, to the theaters. That's what – are they afraid that the, the fans will – be upset and dump the streaming service or possibly i mean I would you no if they came I mean, out and said hey dune is not going to be on on hbo max we're going to just do that theaters only i how many people would actually dr drop hbo max because of that uh I, a few a few would definitely um but i don't I, like i think that Everybody's. Kind of, I think what we've seen is, is uh, in two thousand pre-pandemic, we saw an, a flooding of streaming services. Right, we had right. all these different. You know, YouTube had its own, you know, original platform that they've gotten rid of. 
DC did their own, you know, streaming mm-hmm. service. That they they eventually had to, you know, merge into with HBO Max. WWE did its own. They they finally um, merged with, with Peacock. Peacock. Yep. You're seeing that, like, you know, pretty much all these streaming services are starting to merge into the core, like, say, five, right? So I think now what's happening is, is people are choosing between the five major streaming services, which ones they want, some all five, some three out of five and so forth. But I don't think it's driven so much. Maybe HBO Max a little bit. Um, some are, are driven that because they get the day and date of the, the movie release. But there's a big catalog for HBO Max that you can go in and watch other movies. So I think, um, you know, I don't, you know, in, I don't think it's profitable for them. They're trying to, they're trying to play both sides. They're trying to do the Netflix where Netflix has its own studios and it's coming out with its own movies on streaming service and it's right there. Um, and then, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, do the Netflix thing, but also try to make as much money as possible because there's still nothing that will replace the box office from the movie theaters in, in profitability. So um, that's true. 100%. Yeah. But, there's there's nothing yet. I mean, and and I think Disney was trying to do this with Premier Access. Like, hey, we'll charge an average of twenty five bucks to see it because you you have to have a subscription already to Disney mm-hmm. Plus. So that, you know, and then on top of that, pay you know extra. So I mean, there it's almost like they're trying to use the uh, UFC model. You know, where the UFC yeah. you have an ESPN Plus subscription and then. You have to pay, you know, on top of that, you get a, a semi discount. It's not much, but a discount for the pay-per-view. But I think that's such a niche. I mean, people have been paying pay-per-views for UFC forever. Yeah. So that's <laughs> nothing. That's a, that's not a new norm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so trying it's, to do that, it's, I don't know. It's been, been one of those, you know, big conversations and, and concerns that, that I've been talking about for, for years as I watched, you know, regular theater numbers dwindle, uh, regular screens become less, less filled to where it's now like on an opening, opening night for almost any non Avengers movie, Marvel movie is if you got a 12 screen theater, at least four or five, you know, almost half are going to be playing that, that, that movie and when you get to an avengers level movie it starts being like six or seven screens right. especially opening weekend right and um you started noting you re- you remember jurassic park in in was it 93 92 mm-hmm. okay yep. and you remember having to wait almost a year from the time it hit theaters yep. to the time you could buy your vhs that beautiful black box with the red logo and the t ah People that are, was an event too. Oh so my god! Going yes. and buying a, a movie or going to Blockbuster and renting, yeah, and renting that was an event as well. I mean, I, the the best example you know, you went with Jurassic Park, Batman eighty nine. I mean, going to the movie theater, seeing Batman eighty nine, and then it took forever for it to come out on VHS mm-hmm. because it had such just like Jurassic Park, it had such a long run in the theaters that then once it came out, everybody's rushing to buy the VHS. And then that was in its own experiences as well. You know, I remember every yeah. Friday night we're going over to Blockbuster with the family, trying to look for the the latest movie that came out that week to rent to watch that night. You know, um, mm-hmm. the trailers added to the remember. So we had movie trailers at the theaters, but then also trailers added to the VHS, which was an experience on itself. You know, the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. Remember the the first trailer oh, yeah. was uh, I forgot what VHS it was. You had to buy a VHS to watch the Power Rangers movie trailer. So yeah, those Inter- that's a lot Internet different. Very, very rare. And very you know, rare. it's not it's not bad, but when what part of what worried me was looking at that sh- shrinking of, of time t- from theater release to to home video release. And uh it's gotten sh- shorter and shorter. You know, the, right. the average a few years ago was maybe six months. Six right. to eight months for for movies because people were st- still watching watching them in theater. You know, ninety days in, a hundred right. days in. Now you look at it, and we we used to look at something having a a forty percent drop as bad, and then we said, okay, well that's that's now the new normal. So fifty percent right. or higher drop is bad. Well, that's almost now the new normal for these yep. big big movies that make hundreds of millions on. Oh, opening night and um it's 
gotten shorter as studios realize and as theaters realize we got to make room for more more stuff because people aren't hang, hanging around and and watching one thing as as long as they they used to right. people so now it's i mean hell uh, the last s- several marvel films before the pandemic all hit from a uh, theater release to digital, I think in four, four months or less the last couple of years. Yeah. And what you got to also remember too, is that in that time frame you're talking about where it was a long time before you got to at home of VHS was that you had dollar theaters, mm-hmm. you know, where basically that was the last run yes. for a movie to make any profit left. You know, you basically yeah. charge a dollar, dollar 50. And that was basically the, the box office trying, you know, the studios trying to yep. squeeze out the last little penny that they would get from the theater services and and theaters trying to get that extra popcorn. Right. Exactly. And those have basically gone away. Um, and the pandemic, I think pretty much destroyed any type of dollar theater experience. And I haven't seen a dollar theater in a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, driving theaters. It's rare now. Driving theaters were kind of the, the other, um, you know, depending on where you live, you know, in the United States, they're not as popular anymore. And that was kind of the, this, you know, you, cause you would get a double feature, you know, most, mm-hmm. and most drive-ins. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's sad. So yeah, we're getting shorter and shorter into this window. It's that means studios are going to have to produce better. They're going to have to make a decision. Um, what needs to go straight to streaming services and what needs to go to the, you know, the movie theaters. And so, um, the ones that go to the movie theaters, the ones that are big box office draws, you're going to make your money on that. But uh, like a Luca, you know, um, animated film from Disney, mm-hmm. would that have been a big box office draw? Who know, you know, right off the bat, it, you know, pre-pandemic maybe. But now with Disney Plus and now that option of, hey, we can just send it straight to Disney Plus. Now you're going to get people subscribing saying, oh, there's some new animated films on there. Let's subscribe to Disney Plus. And so then little by little, you're getting $6 a month from me, you know, because I found Luca and then, oh, here's another film we haven't seen. Oh, here's another. So we're stuck on there. So, yeah. I mean, that's where Disney, H, you know, Warner Brothers, they're going to have to make that decision. And so I think you're going to see a lot of more indie films hitting to the box office. I think, you know, independent films are you know going to take advantage of this time and head to the, you know, release in theaters because, there won't be, there'll be very little competition. And then the studios are going to say, all right, we're going to send Batman, you know, to, you know, to the theaters, but this animated film that we had, that was, you know, so, so, you know, you know, received a a mediocre, you know, lukewarm reaction. We're going to send it to HBO max. That is an interesting thought of the theaters becoming a, I don't want to say adult program, playground but a uh, a grown up we'll we'll just it say will, yeah. people over you know teenagers and and older they i mean what one reason i know a lot of people always complain about uh family friendly movies is the families that bring in kids and they either a refuse to uh uh control their kids or b refuse to leave right um which i get it you paid money you took the time however you're in a room with a lot of other people my wife and i we will we're the ones that we we never want to ruin anyone else's uh date night because we've had ours ruined so whenever our son would misbehave at a restaurant or theater we get our stuff to go eat the loss and and carry on if we can't get control of it you know but that that idea alone i that's a really really interesting one Get it to where your your you know PG thirteen and and over uh big movies um indie films are all up in the theaters. That would fall in line with my theory that a lot of theaters are going to go to the um premium experience, like your Alamo draft houses, things yeah. where you got the every seat's a recliner and and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, where all of your uh kid friendly and and you know pg and below films hit hit home like that's it that's interesting i wonder right. i wonder what exactly, that would mean think about it how many look let's look at besides amc and regal cinemas 
most theaters now are kind of adult-ish. You know, you have those luxury seats, you know, the the the, the Alamo Draft Houses and the other uh, indie, you know, movie theaters, they they have it so that, you know, their recliner seats or like their office chair type seats, they serve alcohol there. You know, the it's not just, you know, popcorn and, yeah. you know, old nachos and cheese. It's, it's, and it's almost it's like a three-hour three event for a two-hour two movie. It's a lot more expensive. You know, tickets are, you know, 10 to $20 just to get to see the th film. The, you know, the beer or alcohol, you know, costs money. So, you're, you know, it's a good date night. It's a good, yeah. uh, you know, escape with your, your significant other and you go. But it you're right. It's not a... Uh, family like even AMC is not really necessarily a family friendly event anymore because like the seats are all spread out you know and, you know they're it's not close and like you said sometimes that you know kids are there's kids are loud kids are enjoying the movie and it's something that like hey not everybody's you know enjoying that because my daughters are the same way or like my daughters don't even like really going to the movie theaters that much because they'll lay down and watch a film, but then they get bored, you know, halfway yeah. through if they don't like it. And then they're like, can we go? go? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, th I think that it's good. We're looking at a transition to changing theaters to be more adult oriented. Um, the, you know, AMC that's over by my house has a, like a bar outside of like, you know, in the, where the concession stand is. And now there's like a, a bar lounge that you can come early and hang out before you're, your theaters open and, and sit around drink and then go in and watch the film and stuff. So yeah. And it's, it's a, it's an interesting uh, way, way to look at it and, and see how it goes, man. I mean, there, there's times where I'll, I'll love something like that. Um, and then there'll, there'll be times where I'll almost miss not the, the unruly kids, but the, the exciting, exciting yeah. kids. Cause my, my, my son, he'll, he'll be eight this year. He's still ex excitable, but he's fast approaching that, that age where he's going to start thinking he's, he's too mature, right? Even though he's not. So I'm not, not looking forward to that too much. Uh, let's, uh, let's hope that, that, uh, that people just in, enjoy the films. And, and here, here's the key thing, thing though, we, we have to pay, for the movies guys if we want more big tentpole films you gotta you gotta actually give the studio money and i don't i don't mean a subscription fee because that goes to a dozen productions it goes to a dozen uh licenses it goes mm -hmm. to a uh you know everything so you're you know, hey, I I paid my subscription this this month. That counts for that. That no, unless you're out there buying a lot of mer merchandise for that right. that property. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to support these movies and get get them made, and I'm not saying to buy any particular studios films. I'm just saying buy the movie. Uh, my my biggest fear here's my biggest fear. I like some of the sh uh, behind the scenes stuff that Disney Plus has put on. But we we can all admit the film buffs in the audience and and you and I, the 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 glory days of extras was DVD, yeah. And it's gone, yeah. It's gone. It's dead. <laughs> I mean, you know, like like I said, it, it transitioned. We went from VHS where the the previews for a VHS for a movie, and then the actual movie releasing now is an event. Mm -hmm. Then when we went to DVDs, we found this whole other thing added on to it where it was not just the movie, but behind the scenes stuff and all the, you know, commentary that yeah. was taking the movie to the next level. Like I remember, so I've seen Gladiator well over a hundred times, whatever, and, mm -hmm. and stuff, but the, the Were you audio not entertained the first time, well, you know, <laughs> uh, the audio commentary, <laughs> you know, to the ting, you know. But you know, the audio commentary uh, by Ridley Scott, you know, I sit there and I'll listen to that and stuff. And just it's it, for, um, you know, people who are in the movie industry or movie buffs, they love, you know, love listening to that. But, yeah, that's that's all gone. Yeah, that's going away. And and what we do get is usually very, very sterilized and very, very. Oh, we love working on this project. This right. is the greatest project I've ever worked on. This is such a an amazing project and ca cast and crew to, to be, be a part part of and then you look at the 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 uh um phantom menace documentary making of on the dvd mm -hmm. and you and there's freaking rick quesh questioning lucas's almost every move right and it's on camera yep 
as that was probably the last like the prequel trilogy the last mm-hmm. additional really like in-depth yeah. look at at controversial yes uh behind the scene uh controversial films but behind behind the scenes yeah and then you you look uh, like and I love the technical side of it too. Like I love t- talking, e- editing, and and hearing the the uh, uh, director, photographer, uh, the f- photography, the the camera o- operators, the the uh, editor. I, I I love digging into all of that, and that's like the only enjoyable part now because you could still, you don't have to sterilize uh, c- comments about the special effects or comments right. about you right. know the editing process you but you do have to sterilize comments about you know the direct the the direction the script the the characters the actors and correct you know so i I miss that on disney plus man some of my favorite stuff to watch probably probably my favorite stuff to watch besides um you know of course mando and star wars anything new that comes out are the documentaries they put out so like Mm -hmm. disney gallery the the behind the scenes of the mandalorian that was Mm -hmm. I, I was just fascinated with that series. And then, you know, they have the other um, documentaries on there where it's like the Imagineering stories where it's, you know, the story of Walt Disney building, you know, Disney parks, uh, going from Disneyland and then, you know, trying starting the building of Disney World and Roy taking over. And then, you know, the, the stories behind all the rides that are, you know, the, how they're built. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, you know, he's producing a documentary that's coming out on Disney Plus. Um that's going, you know, to be, you know, about the, the, the most popular rides at Disneyland, Disney world, uh, and, and the, the kind of the creations of those. And so to me, I wish Disney would come out with more of that stuff. Like, you know, let's go Avengers. Let's go, you know, show me that stuff too. get everybody back together and do a round table and say, mm-hmm. this was the hardest thing to, you know, to put together. This scene right here is it, it just enlightens you a little bit more. It makes you appreciate the films a little bit more. Like, um, I, I, it was probably one of the most popular scenes from the Disney gallery series uh, when they did the Mandalorian, you know, Dave Filoni explaining duel of the fates in, mm-hmm. you know, everybody sees episode one that, you know, they have their thoughts on it, but then Filoni's like, you know, you, you know, the reason why they call it duel of the fates is because, you know, the, it's a, it's a battle between not just Darth Maul and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but it's a, it's a battle for Anakin's future, you know, mm-hmm. and, how it goes. If Qui-Gon doesn't die, then does Anakin fall to the dark side? Does he finally yeah. get that father figure he wants? And so, so it, and I remember the re, the reaction on YouTube for that. So many YouTube viewers were like, I never thought of it that way. So it's like, we need more of that. We need to understand what the director's coming from and, and why they're thinking these things. Why do they name some of these things? And it, it just gives us more information and enlightens us more. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Star Wars is our, our very next topic. But before that, we got to take a quick, like, 30-second break from our sponsors. So take take it away, Grow Generation. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. For all of your cultivation needs, Grow Generation has the right products, service, and staff to make your grow successful. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. All right, man. Let's keep it up with our with our, our Star Wars coverage. Uh potential i don't i look most of this stuff we're talking about is on everyone's front page already however if you still know absolutely nothing about obi-wan kenobi's upcoming show and you want to keep it that way uh we're not talking stories we're we're talking characters that that have been uh, announced um we talked about r2d2 and c3po appearing in the in the show uh we we know that leia a young leia what is she supposed to be 10 11 something like that mm-hmm. is going to be in the show um and then we found out a, a about a couple of inquisitors and who's who do we think all but no is playing an, an inquisitor right now uh moses ingram and mm-hmm. sung kang and we think okay. moses ingram is the ninth sister right and i, I the numbers they always get one's a sister one's a brother i think sung kang's fifth brother moses ingram ninth sister and we'll get all 12 in a you know mm-hmm. in type deal like not necessarily i, I think it's gonna be more like knights of friend where right, where like, maybe there's like, like we see them. in the background and yeah, four get see, arc. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, could it be very similar, uh, a similar shot as we see as Empire Strikes Back, where Vader's on the Star Destroyer with the bounty hunters, you know, mm-hmm. saying, go find 
Han and the Millennium Falcon, and the only bounty hunter we really see after that is Boba Fett. You know, right? We get right. so you know we'll we'll probably get that. So, but we're you know Jordan Mason, us we're we're, we're very confident. Sun Kang is an Inquisitor. We're also very confident that Moses Ingram is an Inquisitor, Inquisitor as well. Now, I know a lot of uh, f- fans across uh, Reddit, especially, and I'm not too familiar with Reddit, so I'm speaking third hand. So, Mike. Chucky, correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but there's a lot of fans that seem to have some decent theories on some castings for a few Star Wars shows coming up. Are you are you tracking any? I know Cam's usually the guy that watches that, but are you you tracking any good fan theories out there for Kenobi or or uh, Ahsoka or or anything like that? I don't I don't know. I, um, there was a name Cam mentioned. I'm I'm trying to make sure I don't oh, say the wrong thing so anywhere. So <laughs> we broke the story. Yeah, we broke the story that uh, Agent Callus is Alexander Callus from Star mm-hmm. Wars Rebels will be in Kenobi. Makes sense, you know, at this in the timeline frame with Rebels and where Kenobi's at. It takes place just before Rebels, and so Agent Callus is an Imperial agent, um, and basically his job is to find, you know. Um, rebellious insurgents right right uh, he's not he's not necessarily after force sensitive people he's after the in trying to stop the rebellions and these little cells from growing um and so it makes sense there the casting we're uh, like 90 percent confident on this jordan mason kind of alluded this to as well that Rupert Friend um, will be playing Agent Callus. Uh, there's been some pictures of him with blonde hair. Agent Callus had blonde hair. Uh, the the chops is the only thing. He has like the 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 chops that come down to here, but everything else is shaved off. That's mm-hmm. they're wondering can he grow the full chops out um, that way. Uh, but yeah, the, that's been the the fan favorite because we had two three months ago. Um, the Kenobi cast or the core cast be released. And, and it was just, you know, which actor, you know, what actors are going to be in the series, but nothing of what role would they be playing? Right. A few were obvious because right. they've already been in the movies Correct. or something like, before, but yeah. Yeah. The Ben and Owen Lars and, you know, of course, Hayden Christensen playing Ken, uh, Darth Vader slash um, Anakin Skywalker and Kenobi, you know, being Ewan McGregor. Uh, so from what's left, if we're putting Sun Kang as um, as a uh, Inquisitor and, of course, Moses Ingram um, as an Inquisitor as well, but if Asian Callus, then really the only, if you do, you know, your elimination and stuff, Rupert uh, Friend is, is kind of who you're left with. And so we'd heard that name beforehand, you know, uh, you know, playing Asian Callus, you know, Jordan Mason tweets out a photo a little bit after we break the story kind of, you know, alluding to that. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's the amount of positivity is uh, for having Asian cows and Kenobi has been, you know, pretty amazing. Um, I thought it would just be kind of a, when we broke the story, I thought, ah, this would kind of be on the level of R2 and C3PO being in in Kenobi. And where it's like, Oh, that's interesting. It's like, Oh, interesting. And kind of figure, but this has gone to the next level. I didn't realize so in the last season of um, Star Wars Rebels, if you haven't seen any spoilers, uh, Agent Callus joins the rebellion. He he converts over. You know, mm. uh, the morally conflicted person. You know, finally decides to join the rebellion, and then changes his hair up. And for some odd reason, he got the nickname Hot Callus. You know, because it, there was this big you know interest in you know how hot he was and stuff like that. So, um, so. American audiences are what? What? What are we going to call the uh, the H word over here? I don't know. But, <laughs> the H tie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. But so when we broke the story, it is amazing how many fans you know of all ages, uh, you know, going through Reddit, going through social media and stuff like, that, are all excited about this. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would say this is pretty damn well, not close, but it's probably second. So when we broke the hating Christensen coming back to Kenobi or coming to Kenobi as, you know, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker, that of course went through the roof there, mm-hmm. you know, the amount of positivity for that, uh, having not just, you know, you know, Rupert friend, you know, as Cal- but saying Asian cows will be in Kenobi. That just is the next level. And there's a big audience for the star Wars rebels, 
uh, show. Uh, there's a big fandom. I know that when it ended, it was kind of it was great because you know Filoni um, at Star Wars Celebration when he announced that season and what was it season four season I can't remember oh. uh, how many seasons I think it was four or five. Um, I don't remember. Five went on Netflix, and then they did six. No, that was Clone Wars. All right. Oh, that was Clone Wars. Star Wars Rebels was like Ezra Bridger, Kanan Jarvis, yeah, yeah, um, Sabine Wren, and stuff. Um, And so the I think it was four. So, but when uh, Filoni, you know, announced that his big uh, main reason was is that he felt that he had so much time with the Clone Wars animated series. And when it got sold to Disney and it was abruptly ended and he didn't get to tell his ending of the story, mm-hmm. he, he, he promised himself from here on out, any other project he works on, he's going to make sure that it ends with a story that this never happens again. And so um, that's, you know, we get the ending to rebels, but then it's also leading off to, you know, things like Ahsoka and the new show and everything. Um, but that show in such a short period of time for five seasons. I, I apologize if I'm, you know, for those who know more than me, um, it's amazing how many people were, you know, excited for it. The uh, Star Wars Rebels panel at Star Wars Celebration for the last season when I was there, it was jam packed. It was, you know, they celebration was in Orlando that year and they had a room equivalent to um, Hall H and mm-hmm. that thing was sl- slammed packed for Rebels. And I, so Clone Wars, I knew had its own following. It is, it's amazing because, you know, with Rebels, it's all new characters pretty much. You know, you get Ahsoka and you get Darth Maul um, and you had one season with Vader in it. But it, right. but the core group, all it's new characters new, yeah. and the amount of Star Wars fans that just gravitated to them. Like Ezra Bridger is, has a cult following. And I know that when that announcement breaks – you know, that Ezra's coming to, you know, live action. It's going to take, we saw what yeah. happened with Ahsoka. We'll take, you know, to the next level for the man. Yeah, because right now, most pe- people assume we're going to see him. There was even a lot of rumors about him in, in season two of The Ma- Mandalorian. Correct. Uh, and that's because of the Ahsoka connection. Correct. And then the Thrawn connection, which was another theory and uh, and rumor leading in, into uh Ooh, excuse me. Uh, if uh, anyone that that's new, thank you, thank you for listening. Please hit subscribe or fo- follow. And uh, understand, I have a impediment due to a uh, uh, brain injury. Um, but right right now, with with Thrawn and Ahsoka, we're uh, assuming Ezra's in. But you're right. If and when someone can make that confirmation, it would be massive news. And hey. Hopefully one day we'll be able to break something uh, big, big like that. You know, that, that, that'd be awesome. And the best way to make sure you can catch that is to follow us on, on Twitter uh, at LRM underscore exclusive, check out the the website, of course. And, and like I just said, subscribe and, and join us, uh, uh, follow us on uh, YouTube or your, your favorite uh, uh, podcast app. Um, With that being said, Shockey, what what might we learn soon? Like, what, do you, do you got a feeling anything is is on the verge of being released at all? Yeah. I mean, um, are we looking really just looking for like, what is it? August um, or April? Ce- uh, celebration next May. year. May May twenty sixth. So so you have EA Play this weekend coming up. Ah, right? there's that that game. They that announced open world. So EA announced their Star Wars Twitter account announced this week no. that there will be no information, no okay. new information on Star Wars games. Right? the The message in the tweet was, "We look forward to, to you know exploring all this stuff next year. Hmm. Everything Star Wars related that hasn't hasn't or hasn't been announced will be announced at Celebration. They're basically this is the the culmination of it of the next stage in Star Wars." Um, I don't even expect Investor's Day in December when it's traditionally happened where we got this new, you know, online debut from Bob Chappick of all the different projects that they're working on. I think it's going to be heavy Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that everything Star Wars is trying to be kept under wraps as much as possible for Star Wars Celebration. Now, we're getting Book of Boba Fett in December. 
So right. we'll probably, you know, we'll get a trailer for that. We'll, you know, it, it will probably, I'm, I'm assuming sometime mid to end December that you'll have episode one. Um, I think it's on track to do nine episodes. Uh, some people have said 12, so it could be, you know, a, a lengthier season and stuff. But these so, could also be 22 minute. Correct. TV. Depending, yeah, d- depending on how they want to cut it out and everything, you know. The, so, um, so we're getting, you know, I think minimum nine, and then, but depending on how they edit things and how they want to tell the story, it could be twelve. Um, so that takes us into January, you know, February ish, um, and then, you know, like we get this this kind of lull area. We could have Andor. I know that Andor is still filming. I know that Andor is not near end of production. It would be a rush. I could, you know, we could see something, you know, being done about Andor. Maybe it's like half, you know, half of Andor season one is is this time period. And then we get the second half um, Mm -hmm. this time period. Like Breaking Bad did in its final season where we got half a season, one, uh, you know, in one part of the year. And then. The second half was done later because filming and, you know, wanting to keep the story under wraps so much, do it that way. Um, there's some rumors that they're trying to film as much of Andor season one and season two as possible mm-hmm. to try to have it. So it's almost close yeah. back to back, um, you know, so type deal. We know they're not afraid to uh, share the volume. Right. Exactly. Uh, they're, they're definitely sharing the volume, but Andor is done. And in, in, in so Andor, and a lot of, uh, uh, in, live in action it. stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, on um, on location, um, yeah. was it was it Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi that was at their location filming? So, so Book of Boba Fett is in California. Was filmed in California. The volume, um, Andor is in Pinewood Studios, right. and they have a volume there as well. Kenobi, there's part of it being filmed in in the volume in California, and part of it being filmed in. Pinewood Studios, right? That um, was the one that, yeah, potentially crossed over, right? Um, that's kind of like the last thing we we think, and I I'm one we think, and it, it's all but out now that, uh, in various levels, Mando season three has been in production, and we've had that feeling, and uh, talked about some interesting tweets and 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 buzz buzzwords behind the scenes that. It may have been filming as as early as you know, like April, March, like way back at the beginning, because of those crossover things with with other productions. Right. But it could also just be like, hey, we need this this person this for this reason or or that reason. But regardless, I wonder when the Mando's season three uh, release date will be revealed. Do you think it comes at the Investors Day or at the end of? Book of Boba Fett, like we got Loki season two. I think we're getting end of Book of Boba Fett. I think so. I Mando am, to return. I am August super confident. Well, and we know too that Din Djarin yeah. is going to be in Book of Boba Fett. There's so much that has already leaked out. Uh, mm-hmm. Crew shirts and everything that you know from from filming that shows uh, Boba Fennec and Din Djarin together. And stuff, and I know people are like saying, "Well, Pedro Pascal is doing Last of Us right now, right?" But at the same time, too, it, he's wearing a helmet. His stunt double can do a lot of the movement, and then come in and get Pedro to come do ADR. You know, look what you know. Um, James Earl Jones was not in the Vader suit. No, you know, did the, you know the voiceover for it nope. and stuff. And, uh, um, so it, it is possible, guys, to, for for those who who doubt me on it, but. Um, we know, you know, I think that we're going to get one of those, like, kind of like, oh, hey, Mando season three is right around the corner, you know, um, two months, three months out. My money, right? If I've got big money going down and I'm in my Vegas, right? And you're asking me, put a bet down and everything on what I think is going to happen. So we get Book of Boba Fett. Could we possibly get Andor right after? Yes, but I don't think that's the smart money to do because we're going to probably get Book of Boba Fett into february if they're smart right so that leaves march april may three months where we don't have you know any star wars could you put a show in that three months sure um you know the smart money would be andor because you don't really need a big 
event for that. Say, hey, hey guys, remember you know this character from Rogue One? We did a show about him. You guys will like this. You know, if you're into the Rebel spy stuff. But when we get to May 26th, that weekend is going to be the you know you're going to see um, at the end of Book of Boba Fett. You know, hey guys, Mando season three will be coming out May 26th or whatever. You know, during Star Wars Celebration. They're going to premiere it that night. If if I've got money down and or I'm in charge of Lucasfilm marketing, I am premiering something at Star Wars Celebration. I'm getting as many people I can to that event and also streaming it. Yeah, you know, can for, we get a bookie to like DM one of us so we yeah. can start taking some money on this? <laughs> yeah, we might open up a gambling service here. You know, there we go. Barstool Sports did it for you know for themselves. We might do it for hey, when do we think this trailer is going to come out? Type yeah, um, that'd be fun. But marketing for me, if if I'm doing Star Wars Celebration, I'm holding all my chips for that because that's where people are coming. They're, they want to come to the panels. They want to come to, you know, to, to see these actors and stuff. So if you give it all away beforehand, how many people are going to come to this event? Yeah. Not many. So you premiere Mando Season 3. You then drop the Kenobi trailer as well. And then you say Kenobi coming in. August, September, or whatever type deal. So, right. you know, that's and then show me. your first your first footage for uh, Ahsoka to close out celebration, yeah. and it's like a, a 15 second teaser, and maybe we'll more likely have the Rogue or uh, Rogue Squadron trailer. Um, yeah, or you know, some footage from that. Yeah, because they'll start filming on that soon. Yeah, there. That's the one. That's the money maker for. For Mr. Kyle Malone right there. <laughs> that scares, scares the hell out of me. Uh, almost as much as our, our time crunch, man. We got one one last big thing thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, how wrong I think everyone is about this synchronized time thing with with Wanda and, and Loki. Um, in, all, in all seriousness, I would have loved a real c- connection here. Uh, they right. could have done, done it with uh, additional sound effects. Uh, some people have pointed, oh, there's red in the uh, in the timeline break. Well, there's already red in the scene and the colors are right. bleeding through and stuff. Potentially, yes. Likely, in my opinion, no. But uh, one TikToker has made something go go viral. I have not verified the synchronization. I don't know anyone that that has. Everyone seems to just yeah. There's like a couple this, of YouTube videos. Person, um, but so so even if there is that the idea is that uh, a couple of events line up in the last um, edit edit uh, edits of WandaVision final episode and and Loki fi- final episode, and people assume that. When when Wanda becomes the the Scarlet Witch, accepts those powers, that that's when the the time timeline breaks, because that's when uh, uh, he who remains starts talking, and oh, there we just cross a, a threshold and stuff. I pointed out that one, uh, WandaVision takes place in twenty twenty four. Uh, you know, a- after the the blip is done, Tony snaps, so we're, mm-hmm. we're five years past uh uh in game, uh, or not in game, but um. Uh, infinity infinity war uh loki at the at he that remains is both in all of time outside of all of time and is able to witness all of time he that remains was born in the 33rd century again wanda happening in the 21st century um there's no reference point to tie it and and in in reality, if you you think outside of four dimensions and you get that, uh, you're able to step into what is it like the sixth dimension to observe all possible universes that could the- theoretically exist within four dimensional t- time space. Even looking at it at that, it's like yeah, sh- sure, any moment at that point syncs up with Loki and and the 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 breakdown you could sync it up with captain america lifting the the hammer you could sneak sync it up because all of time is happening and all of time has happened right. um so is it possible that that connection is real <sighs> maybe but but if it is without some additional anchor a, a sound cue an actual visual cue not uh a two episodes that happen to sync up. Cause again, without an anchor point, a, a reference point, 
all of time is is happening around him. So literally, you could theoretically sync that event up with any major moment. You could sync it up with Cap dancing with Peggy if you wanted to and getting his happy, happy moment. You see what I'm saying? So that's my own, only thing. I like the idea of her being a, a cause, but there's this one TikToker <laughs> that set off this wave Without a reference point, it seems it seems like it was either if it is real, it's either a, an afterthought. We're like, hey, see if you could do th this, or B, potentially kind of like uh, Peter Parker being the kid in Iron Man. I don't know where where that came from. It's just a, a retcon. Potentially, they could see this being popular and retcon. And if they do that, it it just feels like a a missed moment because you you start wondering. What is the the threshold? What did cause him to to not know? Why was he trying to rush them to to make their their choice? Because technically, WandaVision already happened. You see what I'm saying? I, yes, I, I get you on that, and I, I I I understand your your thought process on it. Like when you do a deeper dive and you say, "Okay, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense." I think it was just more like for the the casual audience member like, Hey, this is a, you know, they're synced ish up. I will say this though, after doing some more like research on it and stuff, we still haven't gotten Spider-Man no way home right. and the events that go from that, because mm -hmm. from what we, you know, leaks have come out or rumors have come out is that what kind of causes the whole spider verse to happen is that if, um, what was it? Far from home. At the end of Far from Home, we find out that everyone knows who uh, Spider-Man is. You know, J. Jonah Jameson reveals that it's Peter Parker. So we've heard that it's going to be kind of a storyline from One More Day, where Peter asks Strange to wipe everyone's memory that knowing that he's Peter Parker. That also could be. <laughs> that also you could be. No, no. Yes, no. you got to think about. God, God, no. I know, right? But you also also think that could be another uh, event that happens where strange strange alters the, the timeline for Peter, and that could be another Nexus event right there. You know, so I think oh, it's God. Is it all gonna like coincide with each other? No, but you, you know there's a reason why the Scarlet Witch is revered as the most powerful one. There's a reason why. Kang, you know, kept his, you know, universe intact so he could keep the other, you know, Kangs, you know, from destroying the multiverse. But <sighs> I think that the last piece of the puzzle comes from Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I mean, that makes great, yeah. perfect sense. You start teasing the, the possibilities of multiverses back in, in phase two, mm -hmm. really start leaning in, into it in, in phase three with, with Doc Strange and, 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 and of course, in game and the, how they explain how multiple universes slash timelines uh, can be cre created. Right. Uh, but, oh my God, you said like the, the, the only w words worse in, in Marvel comics to me than Secret Invasion is one more deck day. Yeah, Look, it's a very controversial storyline. I bleed yeah. JMS blood cells. Like the, they all have J. Michael Straczynski's name tattooed on my blood cells. He's one of the greatest writers of all, all time. Uh, there's, uh, there's a reason his uh, relationship over at Marvel was tenuous after one more day. There's a reason uh, a lot of Spider-Man sales tanked after one more day. There's a reason why Joe Casada had to do so much fucking. It took years talking. to rebound. It, it took years oh to, to fix that storyline. Right? And it's still I, to me, it's still not even fixed. There's still and a I lot. like, yeah, and I like slot, but it, slot didn't. He, but let's go back to it this way. Uh, <laughs> you have to remember he did good with brand new day as best he could. Yes. But even, even then some of that was tra trash. One of the most controversial uh, moments in comic book history was civil war. Number two, mm -hmm. when Peter unmasked himself, Unmasked. You know, 
And that was like, no, that's stupid. Because now everybody knows. And, of course, it goes down the storyline. Kingpin trying mm-hmm. to kill Peter, which ends up, you know, almost killing Aunt May, which then leads to one more day, which then mm-hmm. leads to the aftermath of that. That just was a a snowball effect. Oh, let's because remember, Civil War number two was shocking. Like, that was – so of course number one was an oh, all-time best, like one of the best-selling comic books of all time. But then number two almost surmounted it because you had the image of Peter without his mask on, you know, unveiling to the world, "I'm, you know, I'm Spider-Man," um, doing kind of an Iron Man. You know? So, so I think I've got, I think I've got it now, because I, I had this theory, theory with Manny about. Uh, no way home and right. the future of Spider-Man and, and, and the M- MCU for the longest time I've been, you know, sounding the alarm, especially after Venom did so well in, in China. Um, uh, please China reevaluate your, your, uh, um, relationship with a source material for things like tr- transformers and, and Marvel, because, those aren't doing so hot, okay? Come on now. Stop giving Venom your money. Uh, anyways, um, no. I, I've had this fear that 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 they're going to take their ball and go, go home. Uh, 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 Vince Acara and, and Rothman, and I think even Fox at, at one one point, last name, I can't remember his, his, his first name, but uh, uh, big execs over at Sony were saying right. things in, in 2019 like, oh, well, you know, we, we got the Marvel handbook. We know how Feige d- does things. We can make good movies too. Like literally words from, from their, their mouths. I'm paraphrasing right. a little bit, but you, you can f- find the, the, these quotes. Um, and that th- those comments and, and recent things have made me really feel like when they walked in to, to talk about renewing the deal, they had no no good faith. Sony had every intent in 2019 to take their take their ball and go home. Now I think what's happening is Marvel has has basically there's a new agreement, and I think we're going to see Spider Man take a pause in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Now that you say well, one more day, it all line lines up perfectly with having people forget. Uh, 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 Peter, Peter is, is Spider Man, <laughs> and he slips off into a, an alternate universe, leaving the door open for him to one day potentially co- come back. But I think that's what's happening. I don't think we're going to see necessarily a completely separate uh, uh, Spider Verse. I think they're leaving the the door open for for him to to come back later. What do What do you think? Is Sony taking the ball and g- going home for good, or are they just go- going home for the night? No, I think they're they're going home for the night until the next big adventures movie, and then Peter comes back type deal. With but yeah, Miles. I mean, yeah, with Miles, some of that. Yeah, you're gonna see. Um, it, it it just kind of I think we're so we got you know Wanda and the Nexus event that you have Loki the Nexus event that the last major thing before we get to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is Spider Man Spider Man um, No Way Home and. In that that title, no way home. Like yeah. that's that tells us something that he he can't go back to the way things were. Like he mm-hmm. can't go back. So that's that's one more day. That is exactly what the storyline is on one more day. Is that he chose to do an, you know to take off his mask in Civil War and expose himself. And Mephisto basically says you can't go back to that. You can't yeah. go back to that event and take that back. So you have to live with this new reality and so yeah you know <laughs> we're gonna uh i mean, I, I trust why yeah I, I mean yeah don't, don't get me wrong but being Those in the relationship execs, with sony though. yeah that's what it is it's money it, it's driven by money and so you have to write a storyline that allows you to have the possibility of bringing spider-man mm-hmm. back not for a feature film not you know just to hey here he is an avengers type deal you know um, so he's part of the universe still, and, and it explains why he, now he can go and be in a Sony film with Tom mm-hmm. Hardy and and other you know, spy, uh, what is it? Um, is it Morbius? You know, with uh, yeah. Jared Leto yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So now it kind of like okay, that kind of, because of the multiverse event. Now 
that explains how you know Peter Parker, this version of Peter Parker, is able to go through and stuff. Um, yeah, and we kind of got it with Into the Spider Verse. You know, Sony's I, that's my at it. problem, man. Man, it's like, look, I like uh, the cartoon Spider Verse movie. It's great. It's amazing. I love watching it. Mm-hmm. I watch it more than I do anything except Far From Home because it's got Mysterio, and that's my like all time favorite uh, comic book villain. I love Mysterio, and and uh, so but I didn't want to see it in live action. I would, I had high hopes, Nick Dahl, uh, uh, from, from breaking geek here at the, the, uh, genreverse podcast network, LRM YouTube channel. Um, I liked when he had the, the theory that it was going to be like more of a sinister six thing than a spider verse thing, but mm, it doesn't, it's doesn't tough, look like know. it. No, it doesn't look like it at all. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of rumors, uh, a lot of multiverse crossovers and, you know, to, to wrap it up, I don't quite like how it seems that they might be picking from the bones of Fox and p- potentially Sony uh, to create a new universe. Right. It seems so disingenuous to be like, oh, well, we're going to take this um, this X-Man, this uh, Fantastic Four character, this you know, the Deadpool character and, and mix them all together while leaving the rest of them in their, their own universe. It's kind of, kind of like doing 2015 slash 16 because of all the d- delays, uh, secret wars again. Like right. I don't, I don't quite like it, but in fact, we trust, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he tells a great story. He organizes it really well. So you know, it will be interesting. He's managed this whole Sony relationship so far. And yeah. we've gotten, you know, some people say the greatest version of Spider-Man. To me, I know that I'm in the, the very, very small minority that I prefer the Andrew Garfield uh, Amazing Spider-Man version. It's the most accurate to the comics, okay? That's the only reason why I'm an old school guy. I have, like, I have, besides, you know, the first appearance of Spider-Man and Spider-Man number one, I pretty much have all the original comic books from it. So, <laughs> you know, granted he's older, he looks a lot older, but... You know, we get the Gwen Stacy storyline. I'm a I'm a big fan of, of Gwen Stacy. Yeah. You know, and so like to get that, I thought that was pretty much on point. There, I don't don't get. I'm not saying that they are amazing know, movies. I'm not saying that, but to me, it's like okay, if I've got to pick between Tobey Maguire's Andrew Garfield's and Tom Holland's, I understand why so many people like Tom Holland's Spider Man. I get it. It's you know, best of both, both worlds. Yeah, right. It's not you a perfect get, Parker, not a perfect right. Spidey, but it's it's good, good it, enough it, on both. Right. You know, um, you know the Sam Raimi. I mean, mean perfect. Yeah, the, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. You know, Sam Raimi at the helm. You know, of course they. You know, they did good some, for their time. Yeah, it was very good for the time. But I remember being at what was it, high school, middle school, when I went and I was like. Why the where the hell is Gwen Stacy? Why is Mary Jane and you know already in love with with Peter Parker? This does not make sense, guys. And having Mary Jane fall, you know, when Green Goblin drops her instead of you know um, Gwen Stacy, it's just like damn it, they ruined everything. But they then we just get, wanted us saying uh, Mary Jane and and Green Goblin all all summer long. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. But you know, um, but Spider Man Two with you know Doc Ock and it is one of I think the greatest Spider Man film. Um, out of all, but like when you talk about the actual character, so it's in the, the is being truthful to the comic books. And then Andrew Garfield's is the closest one, not perfect, yeah. but closest one there. Um, you know, and I was hoping that we would see a spider Gwen movie jump off from there and stuff, but, but I think we will get that eventually. But yeah, you know, they're going to do a, isn't spider Gwen getting a series like an animated series one of the spider verse characters is supposed to I get spider Gwen. there's a second into the spider or ghost film. spider or whatever yeah. yeah um there's the spider there's a movie spider woman yeah you know, jessica yeah. drew yeah jessica drew um doing that one and stuff so um but i think the animated spider Gwen from sony's getting her own animated we'll series see. Stuff, so yeah, we shall see. Uh, everyone else, you guys can see us here on the da- Daily Cup of Genre every Monday through Friday, uh, live on Thursdays, like it is right now. Thank you for everyone that has watched us and joined us live. Please hit the, the subscribe button if you are listening to the replay on audio, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Hit that follow button, we really, really appreciate it. Help us keep all this wonderful content for you guys for, for free. Um, and uh, yeah, ch- check out our sponsors, Grow Generation.
growgeneration.com. If you're watching us, you can see the social media information down below. We have a Marvel podcast, a Star Wars podcast called The Cantina. Keep you guys on the website today and tomorrow and uh, through the weekend. That's that's all I can say. And please follow us on Twitter because you never know. Breaking news could hit any time. And uh, we we might even be able to plan plan some things about the cantina and star Wars news. I'm just, just saying it, it might behoove you guys to follow some of this sweet social media accounts. All right. Uh, Shocky, what, what's, what's going on with, with LRM online.com these days. You know, we're trying to get some more information out for you guys. I know, you know, some of you are excited about all the star Wars info. We, we should have one more uh, big story for this week. And then it might be a little bit more time for us to find another scoop around and stuff. But, um, you know, we're, we're getting there and trying to get all that information out. We're, we're very careful what we release out there because we don't want to spoil too much of a, of a good thing. Um, so the little bit of stuff that we do share with you guys, we hope that you enjoy it and stuff. But uh, if there's something else that you think we should be covering, let us know. We'll be doing um, a Ted Lo- uh, I'm sorry, Ted Lasso podcast uh, starting uh, tonight and then you know continuing tomorrow because, of course, season two premieres tomorrow on Apple TV. So look for if you're into Ted Lasso, look for that, um, you know, and then everything else. So we have a great amount of interviews that have been posted up recently from our amazing interview crew. Uh, Cam's holding it down with, you know, a lot of the written articles and, and Christine as well. Um, and then, of course, you know, Kyle here managing all the different podcasts and the, and the podcast crew is doing an amazing job. So we're looking forward to continue to expand and getting as much out there as possible. So if you can give us a like, you can give us a follow, subscribe. It helps us out at the end. It does. All right. The big guy over there that, that runs the site said it all. Thank you guys so much for <laughs> listening today. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Many should be back, hopefully. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 